Welcome to Unfiltered. I'm your host, Sarah Jane Foster, and today's guest is an entrepreneur, a model, a stylist, and a social media sensation. She is constantly on the go and always up to date with the latest fashion. Yes, you've guessed it. It's the fabulous Mandy Maher. Wow. <laughs> Thank you very much for that fabulous intro. You're so welcome. You so deserved it. You look so glam as always. I, I'm kind of fussy with myself, if I'm being honest. I am fussy with looking after my skin and everything like yeah, that. But listen, I never would have known. Yeah. <laughs> but in saying that, I love my makeup I love getting myself done up because I always feel you you actually work better when you're actually dressed up I feel I'm and when here makeup on you, your your whole way of working your whole demeanor for the day is completely different were you always you know particular about how you looked like even as a child say like go back to when you were saying primary school absolutely were you yeah I was always vain oh god <laughs> <laughs> and I love the honesty and saying it like I'm, yeah I'm definitely I'm the one that drives the car and looks into the mirror half the time driving instead of looking at the road but anyway but no what I, I and I don't it's not an embarrassing thing to say I think I think every I think most women are vain to be honest about it they may not be just as open as what I am and say and admitting yeah. it but yeah I, I love the way you embrace it though Mandy like you really do embrace being a woman I have to say I've always found that with you yeah I am and I'm I'm very proud woman I'm very proud to be a woman to represent women and I always feel that you know, I think women nowadays in particular are more out there and they're not as behind the scenes as what they would have been one time. And I think now we're well able to hold our own. Well, where do you think this confidence came from? Were you, were you a confident child? Yeah, I was the youngest of four children in our house. I was quite rotten as well. Of course. I definitely was the baby. I'm still the baby. I do yeah. laugh. Here I am at 52 years of age and I'm still the baby at home in the house. Is that not mad? <laughs> I, I mean, love it's it. It's bonkers, but it, I, was, I was. I was spoiled. Were you? But in saying that spoiled in a good way. Yeah. I, in, in the next breath. Do you know what I mean? I wasn't a breath like. So who was who was in your house growing up? So I have my, uh, obviously my mum and dad, my sister Breda, she's the oldest, and then I have two brothers in the middle, Ger and Shay, and then there's myself, then the baby. So what was it like growing up in your house? Was it manic? Like you said, you got spoiled. Like were your brothers and sisters good to you? Yeah, no. And and even now we're very close. We're very, I've, we're, I've come from a very lucky family. From a fa We were a very close family. Yeah. Even though Sarah Jane, my parents actually separated when I was 12. Okay. Which at the time, was like it's over 40 years ago yeah and and that time it was a huge taboo yeah I, I won't say it isn't it, it definitely whereas nowadays there's really nothing thought of it anymore whereas yeah. at that time it was very unusual yeah and um, but from our circumstances where we were very lucky is that my parents remained very good friends even oh, up until my father passed away a couple of years ago my mom and dad actually remained best friends so from that perspective I think from a children's point of view we were very lucky because we actually knew no different only both our parents lived in different houses wow so I can actually say I had a great childhood how did you take that when your parents told it was, you it was huge and I mean it was a complete shock there's no point in saying any different it was a shock um, but in saying that now when I look back at it or when you get older you kind of say do you know what they had made the right decision and they made the right decision for obviously ultimately for themselves but ultimately for us four children as well yeah. it was the best decision that they had they could they could make and I honestly believe I actually was one of the lucky ones I actually believe it it probably grounded me and made me the person that I actually am today do you think so without a shadow in of a doubt. what way because I probably have grown up to be a lot stronger Um, I would definitely have grown up to be a lot more independent I'm yeah. very independent I yes you are I'm wicked independent yes, like I'm, I'm married almost 30 years next year but in saying that on the next breath I've always kept my independence I would just be my 
one woman from that behalf and I even have my own instilled my own daughter now okay. I'd always say don't ever depend on somebody you need to be able to stand in your own two feet and that's no disrespect to my husband who's very good yeah but it's just I always it probably made me the, the woman I am today I love that 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 came from like you took such a positive um mm. thing from your parents separating because I feel like I suppose I can't really speak about it because my parents are still together but to take like I know loads of people whose parents are split up and they've took like so much negative like ne yeah. negativity from yeah. it and um I feel like a lot of us blame our parents for the way we've turned out sometimes <laughs> and it's like what did somebody say to me um take the best and leave the rest you know when something yeah. like that happens and you seem to have done that yeah you and really I mean, have and we have and as I said like they both they just got to a stage like it wasn't that it was a volatile relationship or that there was you know arguing going on at home we were witnessing any of that there was none of that yeah my parents just didn't love each other to stay together to actually live together anymore yeah and then they felt the decision was right to go their own way and they did and as I said to you we know no different when we were jumping over back to each other's houses like yeah. you know like one every weekend I was down with my dad I was at my mother during the week and you know so it's yeah. kind of like I I actually think I got the best of both worlds to be honest with you you probably did yeah and like I find you a very very good communicator so when that happened was your parents really open yes. with communication yes okay so always were. very open with it very open and like as I said because they they remained close and even up to the time when my father passed away a couple of years ago, it's even lovely to have seen my mother was still so close to my dad. Yeah. And and my mother has since, like, you know, she's remarried since. And, wow. you know, and Robert, my stepfather, is with my mom uh, nearly 39 or 40 years as well. So it's like, okay. uh, like he's like a second father to us and he was very good to us, but yet he never took the role of being the father. So it seems like there was really um, clear boundaries within yes. your family yeah. unit. Yeah. Which is so important, Mandy. Yeah. So now I get it. Like it, it makes sense. It was sense. funny with the children because like, like with our kids, like they were kind of couldn't understand how Granny and Granny didn't live in the one house. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. We're kind of going to explain all that. <laughs> we're kind of going, Christ Almighty, could you not make life just simpler? Here? Like, yeah. But in saying that, we explained them. Yeah. And they then knew no different. Okay. So our kids knew no different as well. So yeah. it's good, and it's kind of letting them know that two people can love each other but just not live in the one house. Yeah, what did you do then? Like when you were in school, like were you? Confident in school? Did you like school? I wasn't a book person. Okay. There's no point saying I am. I certainly wasn't. But, and even like it was funny because when I went to college, my lecturer said to me, lovey, she says, you're wasting your time here. She says, thanks very much. And I'm going, there's absolutely no hope at all. She says, whatever you're going to do in life, she says, you're going to have to end up working with people. She said, you need to be out and about and working with people. And she was so right. Wow. Um, even though what I learned and what I did in college stood to me, but books were never my thing. They were never my forte. Yeah. Um, definitely being the outgoing person or the person up front or the person to jump on the stage, that was definitely hands up first and that was me. My passion was always the fashion. And my mother is a complete, she's my style icon. My this mother, is where you got it from? Uh, 100%. Really? My man. mother worked in fashion for years, a very glamorous woman, still now loves her style. Love, always would have the nails painted, the lippy on, the whole lot. Like, my mother would be quite a very stylish woman. And that's where my passion for the fashion came from, like, of wanting to be a model when I was young. And that was, that was all I ever thought of. So the books never come into it. I, I, was, I was going to be basically the next Naomi Campbell. The world was going to be seen as next supermodel. Yeah, for sure. That's the world I lived in. Of course. Yeah. So, like, how did that come about then? So, like, you become a, a model, like... Was that a thing spoke about, like, say, in school or, like, were people kind of looking at you being like, 
I'm going to be a solicitor, I'm going to be a teacher. And then you're like, right, I'm going to be a model. Sure people thought I was for the birds. I'd say so. They still do. Yeah. I still think I do at times. But um, yeah. yeah, I mean, like at that time, like, like nowadays things are so different. And it's like, you know, that time, honestly, people thought literally, are you absolutely cracked? How are you going to make a living out of fashion? just couldn't see beyond as you said being a teacher being a nurse or going a, a really good career and yeah. um, whereas for me I knew I knew I was always going to end up doing something in fashion I always knew that did you man and yeah. like what was like your first experience of that like did you work in a fashion shop or yeah your... I did I did work in a boutique and then I ended up going I trained in Limerick with Cedar Home and Lee we, we all know did Cedar you? I did wow she knocked manners into me fairly lively I oh can tell my you God. but an amazing inspiring woman as well and, and, and was a great role model for sure and, and I will always respect her and thank her for that but like you know she put me through the paces I trained with her I modelled in Limerick and all over Munster and when I moved to Galway then that's how the, the fashion side of it came out then I continued obviously not, ended up opening up my own agency eventually so sorry you're not from Galway I'm not oh, I didn't know that okay yeah. where are you from I'm, I'm kind of like a blow into Galway like I'm living like, this is hilarious you know you're known as a blow in out the country <laughs> yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. gas like <laughs> but like I, I, I'm actually reared in Tipperary and Nina and County Tipperary I'm a tip woman Mandy, I didn't know you were from Tipperary. Yeah. And I'm a proud tip woman, don't get me wrong. Be. I, but uh, like people ask me where's home and, and I have to be honest, home is Galway. So you grew up in Tipperary then? I grew up in Tipperary, went to school in wow. Nina, um, went modelling for a couple of years in Limerick and then moved to Galway because I met my then husband, Ger, and I was 19 and we moved to Galway. But Galway is, Galway's home. Is it? Yeah, and if people ask me that's where my heart is, I absolutely love Galway wow yeah. so okay so you moved to Galway um what were you doing then and so moved to Galway I was working as um, a receptionist initially in a bowling centre yeah and um, after my first year in college I was told not to come back for the second year I mean that's the truth <laughs> I actually went to college and studied um business so I'm and it stood to me and it definitely stood to me nowadays obviously for what I learned on that year and she told me whatever you're going to do in life she says you're going to have to work with people so that's when I moved to Galway I worked in a bowling centre and then I went back to college and because I wasn't satisfied enough in that and I went back actually to study to be a gym instructor so actually fitness is actually my thing as well and I went back to UL in Limerick one of the best colleges as you know when it comes to fitness and I really put my head down actually so much so that I actually ended up top of the class I actually just really I, I was studying wow. something I loved roughly how long ago was that, that? would have been uh, about 33 years ago and it's funny because all of that ties into what you do now completely every element completely. of that all ties in and everyone's gone crazy mm. into the fashion into their face yeah. but what made you think like was it just a passion or were you like I think this could be a really because I'm sure telling people that you were doing that at that time were kind of like oh she kind of thought the same thing but I still for the birds yeah <laughs> yeah yeah but I loved it and then I worked um Jerry my husband owned a gym in Galway at the time okay. and he sold his business but um I had to laugh at this because part of the deal was they had to hold on to me for three months so 14 years later I eventually left and even up to today I'm still in great touch with them so what were you doing PT and and I was doing personal training and managing the gym and then they had another club in Athlone and another one in Limerick so I used to go between all clubs and I was the overall manager of all three clubs so like when did the fashion kind of elements or was the fashion in all of this the, at the, the same the time the fashion would have been in it and then I actually when Ger and I got married I saw the opening for a model agency how though 
I, what happened was in Galway, a lot of the models that were doing fashion shows were being brought from Dublin. And I kind of said, how come they're coming down from Dublin? This is mad. We have beautiful girls on our own doorstep. Why are we not utilising what's here on our own doorstep? Love that. So decided, right, I'm going to open up an agency. And within six weeks, I literally had to turn around. And I had to end up being one of the models myself initially to get started. Oh my God. So I started asking friends of mine, would you be willing to come on board and model for me for a while? And people thought I was mad. People. But what was happening at that time? Like, give me an idea of like event wise, what like, was going say, on? Say for example, I'll, I'll always reference to this, um, Anthony Ryan's a huge department store in Galway, we all know it. And, and our very good friends and people that I work with obviously continuing now, we're, we're great pals, but I used to sit back and look at them, used to be bringing down the agencies from Dublin to do these big, huge show productions. And I'm going, oh my God, I'm going to inspire someday to get that show. And to work and people told me you're mad this is never going to work it's there's no there's no business for an agency in in outside of dublin and i says oh my god never tell me i can't because honest to god because i will yeah <laughs> so tell me something i can't do it and i can guarantee you i will work until i get it yeah I and i lie. did and i opened up literally opened up overnight i continued working in the gym because obviously the money wouldn't have been sustainable to open up a business and leave my full-time job yeah with a mortgage and everything like that so there's no way i could do that so i continued so the owner of the gym i actually went to him i said listen i'm thinking about opening up this on the side have you a problem with he says absolutely no problem he was very supportive to me wow. so i was able to keep the model agency going along with working in the gym as well. Because, I mean, it was only part-time, Sarah Jane. I was only doing the odd yeah. show here, there and everywhere. And I, eventually, the business, it started to get really big. Wow. And then I said, okay, something's going to have to give here because I had my second child at this stage. And I just went, okay. So I decided then to go go hell for leather and go full-time with the model agency. Oh, my God. And I ended up getting that show off Anthony Ryan's, by the way. Yes, I I used to it. ring them every year. They used to laugh at me. They said, Mandy, we're not, you're not getting this show. And I said, but lads, I will get it, like. <laughs> and every year they expected my call after the fashion show. This is the truth. Anthony Ryan will tell you this. And next thing he rang me and says, we're going giving you the show. And I'm working with them ever since. And I have an amazing team. I have an amazing crew of people that work with me. Who was around you then that was like, Kind of just going, go on, Mandy, oh, you can do this. I know you can. Definitely, Ger. My husband would have been one to push me all the time, still is. Wow. He'd never knock me with an idea. We'd always sit back and say, how will we make it work? Or will it work? Yeah. And then he says, go for it. And was it a bit strange back then in the sense of you being a woman in business? Oh, hugely. Like? Hugely. Was it, like, what was the kind of... Um, vibe if you like or what were people saying like about it, it obviously it, you have the good stuff but like was there people like she's a woman doing this or is, was it a bit it, ahead of her it, time is, I probably was ahead of my time yeah. I would say definitely probably was ahead of my time but in saying that like even nowadays Sarah Jane I feel with business you knock on every door and you may get 40 no's and next thing 41 could be a yes yeah and my my ethos is don't give up I didn't give up no, you didn't. And I didn't. I, but I love what I do. I, I work pretty much seven days a week, but I have a passion for what I do and I love what I do and I meet incredible people and I think that's what stands to me, to be honest. And either people take me as they get me or don't bother at all. That is also my ethos because I don't, I don't do this thing of where I'm going to sit down with this posh Dublin 4 accent all of a sudden. I'm country. I'm proud to be country. I talk the way I talk. But equally, people to accept me for who I am and what I am. I don't put on airs of graces for people. If a millionaire walks into the room, I don't make them any more 
welcome to the person that could be emptying the bin inside in the room to get things ready because yeah. I always believe there's a reason for everything and for everybody and every job is important regardless of what you're doing and respect people for that there's no filter with you you are what you are you say what you say and I love that about people I really love when people are just themselves they don't put on a filter and that's exactly what you are, Monday. Thank you. Because I think what you've done with your modeling agency has been just incredible. And to put that business out there when you were told so many no's and mm. everything had to be yeah. Dublin based. Everything. And I mean, yeah. like, and it took ages to break that, to break I'd that. Like, so. and, and it's fantastic now because I'm, I'm probably working in Dublin three or four days a week at this yeah. stage. And it's actually, it's where most of my work is now. But like, it took a long time to break that. And I even think it took a long time to probably tell people, but you do realise we have models all over Ireland that are amazing models. Yeah. And just because they're living wherever they're living, they can still get to you to work. Yeah, it's I not know. like they're living in Mars. Like yeah, I, mean, I know. Jesus, we're still in Ireland. Like, you know, <laughs> so it's like, you know, and, and it took, and actually did take a while to break that, Sarah Jane. That's the truth. Yeah. But I have to say, once we get working with people, they stick with us. Yeah. Because they like what we do and they like what we deliver. I, I, I'm not going to tell somebody, I can guarantee you this, this, this and this. If I don't have the person that's right for a shoot, for a client, for a brand, I'll say, listen, what you're looking for, I don't have that person on my books. So they know they can trust me. Athlone Town Centre is proud to regularly partner with SGF Productions and Mandy Maher. Home to your favourite high street brands including Zara, H&M, River Island, TK Maxx and now Sports Direct and the gorgeous Ritual Store. Athlone Town Centre is the ideal location to treat yourself to some retail therapy. What do you think of that, Mandy? Wow. How do I know a Mandy Catwalk model? over somebody else oh god do you know what i love about my girls in particular the girls and the guys they're so down to earth people often have a perception about models that they're they're up their own backsides or that they're full of their own importance they're the most ordinary people you'll ever meet it's just that this is the sideline that they do yeah uh, most of them are in college they're working some of them have amazing careers i have people that are doctors yeah. that are that model with me so it's not like so there's a vest difference of everybody but the one thing I'll always say to them all is stay grounded yeah. you're only ever as good as your last job and don't ever feel you're above anybody because at the day that, that happens they need to be knocked a peg or two and be brought back to earth and say hold out now now do you actually this say this to them correct oh a lot oh Jesus yeah <laughs> oh god so, yeah so how does it work so like do you have like workshops with them or is that like a one-on-one -on -one when you just sign up somebody that you're like okay now this is the criteria to be a Mandy Catwalk model oh yeah no it's if I'll give you an example okay and um, yesterday right. I um we decided to have an open day in Catwalk I hadn't done one in a good while so I'm looking for new faces because we're always looking for new faces to come aboard in the team we had over 240 applicants to apply to be a model with Catwalk so yesterday I spent the full day with Haley that works in the office with me. We went through every single application form and every single person is replied by myself. So each person will either be brought on board or be told, unfortunately, they haven't what it takes to be a, a catwalk model. That well, doesn't what would mean they're they not, not for somebody else. What we do is I sit back, Sarah Jane, and I look at my clients and I look at the people we work with. And what I do is when, I, when we're looking for models, I sit back and say, OK, will this model get a work, get a job with this particular person? OK, that's a good way of looking at and it. And that's the way I look at it. There's no point me having 100 models that are all gorgeous yeah. on my books and not getting work. Yeah. Because ultimately it's a business I'm running. It is. So I need to sit back and say, OK, 
just because they may not be for me, that doesn't mean another agency wouldn't take them on. I know, I understand. And don't it. give up on your dream is what I would say to any model, yeah, for any sure. aspiring model. But for me, a, a huge amount of it is they need to have, like, is there certain things that we look for? People often say, do you need all thin models? I don't want all thin models. I'd be delighted to see a, a girl come into me to size 18. Yeah, there's loads sure. of work for them. Yeah. So there's not... But it wasn't always like that though, Mandy. It wasn't always like that, but I always feel though, Sarah Jane, we're living in Ireland. We're not Milan, Paris or London yeah. Fashion Week here. Yeah. I mean, these are regular shops we're working with. They're boutiques we're working with. They want real women and I believe that's what we provide. And the models, to be fair, if I'm down on the floor cleaning up a room, or, which we do when we leave every venue to make sure everything is handed back the way we got it, I expect the models to be helping me get, pick up rubbish and helping me tidy up. So if I'm doing it, I expect them to do it. And I think that's what keeps them grounded. And I think that's the difference between a catwalk model because they're, they're great crack. I'm laughing well. because I know your girls so well. Yeah. I've worked with them numerous occasions and I love them. Yeah. They're so, as you said, they're so grounded, but they're so fun and they're literally like, everyone's a team when they're there. Everyone, you can see the girls helping each other out. Yeah. Anyone else who's there on set or on a shoot, like it's, I, d I just love them. I think they're fabulous. So And yet they're professional and oh, they yeah. turn on and they'll do the job of the next breath, which equally is what they have to do. But oh, yeah. big time. No, they're absolutely great. all my babies, oh, for God's sake, because I yeah. said the extra 70 children I never planned on having, for God's sake. <laughs> so the, unplanned, the unplanned children. Yeah, honest to God. You started off with how many um, I started off about six models. And you have how and many now? I, I have 70 on our books now. Oh, wow. That's a mix of male and female. Yeah, it's huge. It's big. Wow. So what's a week like then oh, in God. your life? It's manic. It's busy. Yeah. But, but because our work is demanding and everything is very now. So I could get an email in and looking for models for a shoot for next Monday. Yeah. So availability is a huge part of it. So I'm like, I can do ultimately do the wheeling and dealing, which is what I do. But ultimately, I need to ensure that our models are available. So you're the Kris Jenner. So, uh, well... <laughs> Kim Kardashian uh, yeah, even. I, I, I don't know about <laughs> that but um, yeah like so it's 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 full on do you find being self-employed lonely ever um it can be yeah and you're working you're working hours that people don't see yeah people don't see the the other end of it like they don't see the nights that I'm in the office till 10 11 12 o'clock at night doing accounts yeah they don't see where now luckily enough I have a great accountant but we've you know chasing money yeah. chasing payments making sure everybody's paid chasing invite it's like this is the other side of the business people don't see so there's a huge amount of work in it yeah but and this is where when COVID hit in, I'm kind of thinking, Jesus, what's, what are we going to do? And obviously everything went online. Yeah. So I had two very good friends of mine said, Mandy, you're going to have to start going on Instagram. And I'm going, what do you mean going on Instagram? Sure. Like, Sarah Jane, you know me how many years. I'd be the last person to go on Instagram and do yeah. a story. I would feel like a complete idiot. Yeah. And it just wasn't me. Yeah. But I had to do it. I had to say, hi, this is me. This is Mandy Maher. I know you normally don't see me on my phone, but this is who I look like nearly. Because that's yeah, the truth of it. Because I, I, I wasn't the person that was out front. I was always the person behind the scenes. So that was difficult because I had to re-educate myself to do that and to kind of say, okay, our business is basically fecked. Yeah. And But we're still in business. So I had to contact all my models. I had to say, this is the way, this is the cards we're being dealt with. I lost not one model during COVID. They all stuck with me. Wow. We got clothes from shops that we wanted to support businesses sent out to the models' homes. The models started doing videos and photographs on their phones. So we started support for no money. There was no money exchanged hand here. Wow. We wanted to help people. I had models that were, were very down and out because obviously 
they start to kind of, you know, going into a world, I won't say just down in themselves, not believing in themselves, not knowing what to do with themselves over a period of 10 or 12 weeks. We start running fitness classes online. So on No a better woman. <laughs> so on a Tuesday night, we used to do a Zoom. I'd meet up with all the team. We all used to have to say something at the beginning of it. So everyone would say, hi, how are you? What's crack of the story? And then the next person would talk and then we'd go into our fitness class. class. So it was to keep people knowing that we're there to support each other. And that, for me, was vital during COVID, hugely. So because you I had was a worried. community. Yeah, and I was worried about my, my, my babies. I was worried that they were okay. There was a couple of them I had to ring to make sure they were getting out of bed and getting dressed, Sarah Jane. Wow. So, but I wanted to make sure I, they knew I was there for them. And that's incredible I had to for do them it. to have that support is I would insane. do I would do anything for any of my crew I, I think would they always know that. have their back always regardless and I've been dealt with a lot of cards with some of them over the years yeah but I would always support them always it's absolutely incredible and I do see that myself when I when I see you in progress with the girls and I know they adore you and you adore them it's absolutely fabulous to watch um so we, now you have your the social media yeah. influencers so we opened up this we opened up so who else would open up a business in the middle of covid only mandy married a pure oh, crack no wonder they all <laughs> said i was a pure lunatic <laughs> so i opened up the platform i saw the opening sarah jane for influencers and content creators yeah because obviously now everything is go, was going online yeah and i thought god almighty so i actually went back to college so I went back to study digital marketing. Yeah, I went back to college during COVID because I had to re-educate myself. I knew if I didn't do what I did, either I would never go back working or I'd end up having to go a completely different career path. Oh because, my God. So I ended up going back to college. I was the oldest swinger in town on the course. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I mean, I was just mad. But do you know what? And I can't even send it to the lecture. I says, am I going to be just looking ridiculous in this course? Like, But I had to do it because I could not and would not sell something to a brand without knowing the back end of it. So I need to know how digital market wor marketing worked. Wow. And I did that. And then I just started going online and started contacting people on Instagram saying, listen, would you be looking for representation? And now I have actually 30 people in the platform by MM Business, which is for influencers and content creators. And that is boutique style and will remain boutique style. It's all about quality instead of quantity. And I'm very particular about that. Wow. But it's full on. It is does it? not. We don't sleep. It's full on. Yeah. I feel like you basically copy and pasted your business model from the catwalk modeling agency Completely. from what you've done like you just knocked on everyone's door Completely. like you saw that that worked for the modeling agency and then you're like you know what this this is there's a yeah. market for this here i'm going to do the exact same thing because i know it's worked before i'm successful with this let's do this again and move with the times it did and i mean like i'd have to say from a reputation point of view it did stand to me there's no question because people would have known of me from catwalk yeah. so that was definitely a huge i, I was very lucky yeah but like that I'm now and Haley, as you know is full time with me in the office and I'd be lost only for she's yeah. literally amazing but like I know that we're working with brands I only ever dreamed of working with really? and that's the truth we're working with huge brands now and we're getting the respect and the respect that we deserve because we work hard and our ethos is to look after our brands making sure they're getting what they want but equally then obviously making sure my team the influencers and content creators are also looked after oh my god and is there any brands that you're, you've your eye on that you're like, I am going to hunt you down. Of course I do. <laughs> <laughs> you know me by now. <laughs> and it's funny, like, because, and I have to say, like that, people kind of found us kind of strange to work with initially. I think they kind of thought, God almighty. Like, but because I, I kind of have a very informal approach of working. 
And I think to, for people to probably get used to that was a little bit strange. Yeah. And like, okay, when it comes to the dotted lines and all that, all that has to be formal, it has to be because you're signing contracts. But yeah. like, it, you know, I think people are kind of finding us a little bit of a fresh, a breath of fresh air kind of. Oh, for sure they you are. You know, so, and, and we've built up amazing relationships with people over the last couple of years in particular. It's been amazing. And they've been amazing by taking us on board as well. And I'm very grateful to them too. And I'm dying to know like what your thoughts are on how people look like Botox fillers yeah boob jobs are huge at the moment they're massive everyone is getting a boob job as far as I can see but what's your opinion on on all of this okay well firstly from a model agency point of view I would have to say people are still looking for the natural look they're not looking for the the, the Dolly Birdie model as in for serious modeling anyway they're not they're looking for the paired back natural beauty um, I am I against Botox absolutely 100% I am not bring it on is all I say so I don't have an issue with that I don't have a problem if people want to get Botox I don't have a problem yeah. filler I think it's a very personal choice yeah. um, personally I've never done it I could not see myself going that route but that's just me um, boob jobs if that's what you want and it makes you happy listen Sarah Jane love is all I'd say if that's what you want go for it and I wouldn't have an opinion on it I wouldn't judge anyone for it Yeah, but I think there's a way of doing it and a way of doing it if that makes sense I, I think there's a way of doing it tastefully is I probably the word yeah. I I really hear you yeah. why do you think we're so obsessed with wanting to look so young all the time why do you think that's a thing right now oh my now? god well at my age Jesus I said you turn on the good lighting for Christ's sake if we're going to record this but, um, I, listen I, I, we all want to look well. who doesn't want to look well and you know what Sarah Jane what I'd say to anyone people often think oh sure it's alright for them they have money or they this that and the other and they can afford this listen it's not about money you don't need money to look well. Yeah. You could get up off your backside and go out and you can go walking. And money can't fit. buy a style. It can't. Yeah. And it's sitting back and being able to put pieces together and being able, as you said, buying style, putting outfits together. You could put outfits together very reasonably priced without having to spend an absolute fortune. Go for your blow dries. Look after yourself. If you don't look after yourself, who else is going Self-care, to do it? Self-care, right? Little bit of makeup. If you're not into makeup, keep yourself natural. A little bit, maybe lip gloss or something like that. A bit of mascara. I, I just feel... I don't feel there's an excuse to let yourself go, to be honest with you. That's yeah. my own opinion on it. Yeah. And as I said, it doesn't take money to do that. So you don't have to be going the Botox route or the filler route if you don't feel it's for you. You can yeah. still look well on a budget. I'm dying to know your opinion on, you know, being around influencers these days. Because I find every influencer is an entrepreneur and you see them at all of these followers and you're like, but do you know what to do with them? Like, how do you find influencers these days? Um, well, I have to say I'm blessed with my own team. For I sure. have amazing quality people on our books that I'm very lucky and thankful to represent. And that's the truth. But, yeah. but like, as you say yourself, there is a big difference between being an influencer and an entrepreneur because they're, they really need the likes of, say, myself that would be business savvy or have a business background to help them to build their, their business, as they call it. That's what they call their business. So yeah. There is a big difference. Because a lot of them I found got a following, but they've no idea how they got the following. So if you don't know your system, if you don't know your business model. But they need to know it. They, but they don't. This is the thing. Yeah, And it, to survive in this game, because there's so many people now getting into influencing. Yeah. you Without a shadow of a doubt, you need to know your niche. Yeah. You need to know why people are following you. And if you forget the reason of why you got people following you from day one, you're in serious trouble stick to what you do stick to your niche like as I just say you take my own page for example and I can talk about my own page it's fashion that's what I do yeah fashion beauty 
little bit of beauty, not much makers. I wouldn't be no makeup artist either, but like <laughs> I might slap on the bit of mascara and think I'm amazing. I'm a bit, <laughs> little bit of Bellamienta or something like that, which I know I'm good at doing, but if that don't ask me to do anything. But like, you know, it's like, am I going to be in the kitchen telling everyone how to cook a chicken? Two days later. I don't think so. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying to you? So it's like, you know, stick to what you do, whether it's food, whether it's fashion, whether it's fitness. And because people follow you for a reason and, yeah. re- and, and stay authentic is your big thing. Oh, Stop sure. taking on bookings that you are not for you or fit into the niche of what you're doing. It looks ridiculous and it makes you look ridiculous. It really does. And I totally yeah. agree with you. I think it's so important to stick to what you know and what pe- why people actually follow you yeah. instead of just going off on one because it's just another job. Yeah. I've, do you find that that, say, for example, if an influencer did do that, they totally veered off what they usually do. Like, how do you think people perceive them then? I, I don't think people will believe in them anymore. I think they'll actually end up losing followers. Because even with ourselves, like if a brand contacts us and they say, right, we're looking for somebody that's maybe into really brilliant at makeup, for example. Yeah. Like, then I'll only put forward the people that are, that's their niche. Yeah. I wouldn't even open it up to the rest of the team. I wouldn't even dream of it. No, so you couldn't. need to be given the brand what they're looking for. Yeah. And then ultimately that the, that the influencers stick to what they're known for and what they're good at. What, what makes you work with a certain brand? Like, what are you, like, when you're, a brand, say, approaches you, what do you look for in the brand that you're like, yeah, I'm going to, definitely going to work with you? Being straight and being honest. and being, Go on. Like, and, and, you know, because, like, say we, we work with, for example, so many PR companies now, because the bulk of brands are with PR companies, and they're, they're brilliant because they could bring me and say, listen, what do you think of this person? This one? I go, well, do you know what? I don't think I got this person's going to work. And we're straight with them. Yeah. We're honest. And and that's why I think, I, I believe that's why they like working with us because there's no point telling them, oh, I have a definite person on the books that's going to be brilliant for you, charging them a fee and it's just falling flat in its face because we have to think of the longer road. You, you know, you're in your 50s now and you're very open mm. about your age. And how do you find going through like different stages of your life say like because I know you mentioned earlier like I'm getting hot flushes <laughs> but <laughs> oh if my husband says I have them for the last 20 years <laughs> <laughs> but like you just seemed I really really admire you for it. like genuinely I do I feel like you just embrace or you have I embrace embraced life yes you do but uh, do you know what it is I give you a laugh right when I turned 52 years ago so I nearly had a meltdown <laughs> and the girls brought me on on a holiday on a week's holiday I was never on a girl's holiday in my life because I'm with her since I'm 19 I so this love was that. huge yeah and like do you know when you often hear about people going on a girl's holiday and there's always a fallout and I'm going oh Jesus Christ I hope to God I don't fall out with anything because you just because when you have five or six seven girls going on a trip with a lot very of different personality different personalities for the first time we we're all going away in a trip I drove to Shannon Airport I cried the whole way to, oh Jesus I was, I was actually embarrassing I drove I drove to Shannon Airport and I cried the whole way in the car going down and the girls said what's wrong she said I can't believe I'm going 50 and then we got on the plane crying all the way in the Monday. plane I mean I don't even drink I don't even have an excuse for any of these years it's complete hormones and there I was and one of the girls says do you think I'm going to put up with you for a flipping week abroad in Portugal crying for the whole week she says and I said and then I kind of said I sat back to myself on the plane and I said you know what I'm turning 50 Life is great. Yeah. I have three amazing kids. I have two very successful businesses. Just embrace this and embrace being 50. So next thing all of a sudden, I go on my page and I tell the whole country that I'm 50. Like, and I'm kind of going, do you know what? And I, I'm embracing my age because I don't feel it, Sarah Jane. I love you life. You don't look it. 
Well, thank you. I don't know about that, but yeah. thank you very much. It's definitely your good lighting. <laughs> but, you know, and, and uh, it's probably because I surround myself with a lot of young people as well. Yeah, you like, keep I yourself carry the so models young. and we go places and you're listening to them going on about their nights out. Nearly at times I nearly feel as if I'm in my 20s again. And I honestly think that's why I probably stay with it and stay kind of young because you're listening to their stories and yeah. it keeps you young, I suppose. For sure. But I, I just think it's a really refreshing thing to be around like watching you embrace like getting older and I, I don't think there's anything wrong with getting older I just think it's fabulous I think do you know for men I hate to bring this up but like I feel like with men it's like not a big deal you're getting older but and with most women men age bloody well as well which don't is they? They're they're like, I think wine. men normally get better with age so actually so do I yeah they really typical. do <laughs> isn't it typical that's another, another it podcast it really is it really is <laughs> but you just seem to embrace every stage of your life every stage of your business all towards being a woman like going like having babies going through the menopause and I really genuinely admire you for it and I know people listening to this and watching like older women especially they're definitely going to be like she's just an absolute queen the way she just embraces everything I'm sure it's hard as well like yeah. being a woman in business or being a woman in general yeah and then you get the guilt syndrome yeah you feel guilty because you're working so many hours and and long hours because people don't some people don't get my work and but it's full on and you always ha you it's pretty much always contactable yeah. but i am trying to, to kind of get that into yeah. trying to pare back a small bit if i bit can hopefully in the next month or two we'll be able to try and get more balanced to be honest because it is tough going so was that a thing then like you've been away from your family like was yeah. that yeah There's that would be tough you feel guilty yeah but then the other side of it is we've reared our children to a way that if i don't work like that's what's that's what's putting food on the table yeah. it's what's paying our bills it's what pays for the holiday at the end of the year yeah. it's you know it's it's now paying for the kids in college it's because yeah. now i'm at the other side of it so it's like you know we don't get grants we don't and, I, and as i said to you if i don't work i don't i, don't, I, have, I have no money coming in so yeah. i have to work for that's, sure you know i'm not at the luxury of getting a wage at the end of every week no i so get it and i do hear you like especially for um entrepreneurs they they, they can't have sick days. They can't have no. down days. Are you joking? You don't work, me? you don't get paid, as you I said. Had, when I had, I'll give you an example, right? One. When I had Reese, Reese was seven days old when I was back doing a fashion show in Sligo. <laughs> That's the truth. I handed him to our babysitter and said, You need to take care of him for the day. And I was in the car and gone doing a fashion show. But oh that's the reality of my business. Okay. When I had Amber, she was only our firstborn. I was in the labour ward on the phone discussing a fashion show. <laughs> so that's it, but that's the reality of that's the truth. People would think I'm I'm making this up. That is the complete truth. Wow. And maternity leave? What's that? I I never had it. Doesn't exist when you work for yourself. I had to stay going. I had no choice. Wow. And your whole insides are turned inside out. Your hormones are all over the place. So don't think this is that I'm being, I'm amazing. I can tell you one thing. I could write a book probably if I got going, but I had to do it. I had yeah. no choice. Regarding like, how did you put on a, not a front, but kind of, yeah, how did you I put on a front? I had to slap on the face did and you? off I went. I had no choice. That's the truth. Wow. Now I was very lucky. We had very good, I had, I had a girl next door to me that pretty much, I, uh, that I had admit nearly reared my kids. She was amazing. Fantastic wow. young girl. She's since married with her own kids. So much so that when she had her wedding, of course, all our three children were very much part of our wedding. Wow. And her husband welcomes our three children into his family. So oh that'll tell God. you, on the day of the speeches, I was kind of going, God, I said like, I mean, because 
you know, she's she was like a second mother to them. She was fantastic. Wow. But very I was fun. lucky. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm still very much a mam. I'm still very much a parent. Yes. I never miss a hurling or a soccer match. I'm always the mother at the side of the pitch. Yeah. With no makeup on and as rough as God knows be but and be a pure lunatic on the side of the pitch. <laughs> but I, that's what I love. So I would be, my kids are ultimately number one. And that's, so no matter what's going on in life, for sure. I would drop anything for my ch- three children. Oh, and that's the truth of it. I and I would. would. Yeah. And I just think you really had really important, special people around you. Yeah. How important do you think that is for somebody it's with your business? Anyone that's in business, you need to have that support system. You can do so much on your own, but if you don't have the backing at the other end, it's impossible. And do you know another thing I learned in the last three years? And this is also part of COVID, right? The one thing I have learned is to let go. Okay. And often at times, I'm a control freak. I like to be the person to have everything in control, whereas now I've learned to hand over. That was a huge thing for me to learn. Okay, and when did you Massive. learn that during COVID, was it? Yes. Why, like what, what happened? Because what I do? knew, particularly when I opened up the second business, when I opened up the platform agency, I knew I ultimately could not physically do everything myself. You're only one person. I'm only one person. So to hand over your baby to somebody else, oh my God, it was like, it was tough. But the best thing I ever did and what's brilliant about it now I see the bigger picture of I had to do it in order to grow the business because the business would not grow if I didn't do that. Yeah and that's really interesting that you say that and I think people are going to learn from what you just said there as well. I am going through that transition in the last year Mm. and it's definitely a challenge for me it yeah. has been a challenge it's an ongoing challenge because we're very similar oh no we really are yeah. and I think that's why I just yeah. look up to you and I idolise you for it so like hearing you say that I'm like oh, okay if Mandy went through that like I'm like I can go through that yeah. it's no problem yeah. but it is such a thing and I know people kind of look at it and go why are you controlling or why are you that way and it's kind of like like because you just, feel you feel that you're the one that is better yeah you know and, yeah. and ultimately like it took me for a while to actually see that that like there's other people that can bring something to the table that I, I actually can't bring and in order for the business to grow yeah I have to let the person that's the expert in that field yeah. to do it oh, no. and you have to take a back seat to it you the really toughest do. thing you ever have to do I think it is but when you have a vision and I have a vision yes you do I'm seeing my house over initially waving to me I'm telling you that's my dream my ultimate dream is now is this the first place you said this on this podcast yes oh, here for it right okay we've heard it on unfiltered Mandy Meyer is going to have her house in Italy I will have my I house I know in you Italy. will that is my ultimate goal I will have a holiday house in Italy now Mandy will you invite me over of course I will I'm here for it. No invites needed, Sarah Jane. <laughs> so what advice would you give to somebody just about to enter into your industry, into the modeling world or into the influencing world? What would well, you what I would say is stay true to who you are and keep okay. grounded. And if you get the one no, I would say keep knocking on every door. Don't take no for an answer. Sit back and see how you can improve what you're working on or what you need to do in order to move to the next level because sometimes you might need to work on certain things in order to to get to the next phase. For sure. And I would say never give up on your dream. Never give up on your dream. And I I had a a quote yesterday on my story yesterday on Instagram and basically what it was saying was, um, you know, it's not what you wish for, it's what you work for. I love that. 
Mandy, it was an absolute pleasure and an honour to have you on the first Thank season of so my much. podcast. Thank you so much. I'm very honoured. I'm very honoured to be in the lineup of the amazing people that you're, you're chatting to for your podcast as well. And continued success to you because I remember you starting out, Sarah Jane, as a young girl and you followed your dream and you're only getting bigger and better and continued success to you as well. Learn from the best, Mandy. Thank, Thank you. you so Thank much. Thank you so much.